Hey, before we begin, I want to let you know about a new show from Curious Cast that I think you might be into. It's called Russia Rising. Putin's Russia has been accused of using internet trolls, hackers, and even assassins to influence the West. This new investigative podcast hopes to unravel the giant mystery that is Russia with the help of those who know her best. Russian trolls, hackers, Putin supporters, and even a former KGB spy. Join Global News Europe Bureau Chief Jeff Semple on a journey to find out how Russia has gone from tenuous ally to a potential global threat. Listen to Russia Rising for free at CuriousCast.ca or wherever you're enjoying This Is Why. On January 8th, 2019, the driver of the semi that collided with the Humboldt Broncos bus arrived in court. Speaking in court for the first time, Jaskarat Singh Sidhu stood, telling the judge, I plead guilty, Your Honor. Those words surprised a lot of people. I'm Nikki Reitmeyer, and this is why. Before we talk about the guilty plea and where we are now with this case... Let's take a look back at 2018 and how this story started. I'm the president of the Humboldt Broncos Hockey Club. On behalf of the entire Broncos family, our deepest sympathies go out to the injured and the deceased and, of course, all their loved ones. We are heartbroken and completely devastated by the tragedy that occurred yesterday. At approximately 5 p.m. local time, a bus which was carrying the Humboldt Broncos hockey team was driving northbound on Highway 35 with 29 people on board. At the same time, a semi-truck was traveling westbound on Highway 335, approaching a stop sign at Highway 35. The collision killed more than half the people on the bus. However long later, I woke up laying on the road, staring back at the bus, shattered in half. Teammates were in front of me, bloody and moaning and... I was just, I wanted to help so bad, and I just couldn't move my legs or anything. And thank goodness we had some uh, some civilians around to help and wait for EMS. Our eternal gratitude goes out to the Humboldt and Nipawin Fire Departments and Paramedics, the RCMP Emergency Services crews, and witnesses for their selfless acts of bravery while trying to help those in need, our Humboldt Broncos. We heard the bang, and she looked at me and she said, did you hear that? Sounds I never want to hear again. Groaning and panic and fear and distress and pain and just nothing but darkness. On Friday, April 6th, 2018, at approximately 5 p.m., 15 souls were released from their bodies and exploded across the landscape at record speed. My son, Evan Thomas was one of those souls. Grayson Cameron, Bryce Fisk, Tyler Smith. Connor Lucan, originally from Slave Lake, passed away in the crash. Nick Shumlansky, Morgan Gobey, Braden Camrud. Mark Cross was in his first season as an assistant coach with the Humboldt Broncos when he lost his life in the crash that claimed Adam Harold. Jacob Light. Edmonton's Jackson Joseph, son of former oiler Chris Joseph, died in the crash. Tyler Bieber, a first-year PA announcer with the Humboldt Broncos. Bus driver, Glenn Dirksen, team statistician, 
Brody Hines. As well as Logan Hunter and Stephen Wack, both from St. Albert. Logan shot Xavier LaBelle. The Boulay family lost their son Logan in the humble Broncos crowd. Connor lived and enjoyed his life to the fullest. He will be forever remembered. Lane Matichuk, Parker Tobin, Jacob Wasserman. Derek Patter from Edmonton was injured in the crash. Caleb Dahlgren. Matthew Gomersik. Strasnitsky was paralyzed from the chest down. Dana Bronze is being described as an unsung hero, someone who worked hard and never complained. Her character shining through on and off the ice. Head coach, Darcy Hogan. Darcy Hogan was an incredible coach and he was an incredible GM. He talked about the fact that um, the humble Broncos were about not building hockey players, but creating amazing young men. And that's what we had in our organization was amazing young men. I am the sparkle in the falling snow. I am the sound of a crowd's cheer. I am present in a teammate's tear. I am the light that shines on the rink. I am here more than you think. I am the beat of sweat on your teammate's face. I am the warmth of your team's embrace. I am the strength in the referee's call. I am the laughter in the arena hall. I am the will of the coach who never gives up. I am the passion for those who dream of the cup. I am the courage in the player's sacrifice. I am the crack of skates carving the ice. I am the love sung in our anthem with pride. I am the respect where rules abide. Remember me when you hear my name, for I am living in the love of the game. The Humboldt Broncos wish to reiterate their gratitude to the Humboldt resident Sylvie Kellington for her quick thinking in creating such an extraordinary way to help our club and its families through the use of a GoFundMe online fundraising campaign. Many people wondering what they can do to help the parents, the families, everybody affected by the tragedy, by the bus crash that took 15 lives on Friday in Saskatchewan. As of right now, more than 80,000 people have donated. The total on the GoFundMe page right now is $6.17 million. And the goal kept going up and up and up. We're now more than $2 million above that goal of four million just an amazing and this morning the campaign has reached an astounding 6.9 million dollars making it the largest to date in canada and 15 million dollars the humboldt broncos bus crash was one of the worst road disasters in canadian history but it's also become a legal test for a new law the case surrounds payments from the gofundme campaign that raised 15.2 million dollars saskatchewan is the only province in canada to have legislation that regulates crowdsourced donations. Today, a judge authorized the first payments to the survivors and families of victims of the crash. A Saskatoon judge approved a plan laid out by an advisory committee. Per person, it recommended $525,000 be paid to each of the families of the 16 people who died in the crash. The 13 surviving players will receive $475,000 each. Any money left over will be divided evenly among the survivors. We'd give any amount of money to have our son back, no question. Um, so it's been a, an emotional roller coaster the last little while, for sure.
Braden Camrood has prepared for many opening games, but this year is unlike all others. He is one of just two players returning to the Humboldt Broncos. I'm using the guys who were here from last year and, you know, all of the parents and, you know, everybody who's ever supported me as, as my fuel and I'm, I'm doing it for them. The eve of the season opener is usually a time of unbridled excitement. This year, the Broncos are preparing to play the team they were scheduled to meet on April 6th but never did. It's going to be good to, you know, see some of the familiar faces that they had from last year's, and it's going to be some some good reconnections that way too. For leadership, the Broncos are looking to Camroot and the other returning Bronco, Derek Patter. Both will serve as alternate captains. No one will wear the C this season, a tribute to the late Logan Schatz. We have never seen a team gel quicker. Their coach has a roster full of newly drafted or traded players. He says the returnees are his hardest working players. You know, anytime we're thinking of doing something we run it past them first because they've been here they know how it works um, and they've done it for a few years as broncos take to the ice mental health staff will be at the arena just like they were the night of the crash now the players understand this is a unique first game of the season and everybody in the whole hockey community especially in canada want to know everyone's doing all right the team says a limited number of tickets were available for the big game and to no one's surprise it's a sellout at the conclusion of Wednesday's game, there will be a tribute to the Broncos who will never again take to the ice. Their presence still keenly felt and missed in this community. We will never forget April 6th, 2018. And we will never forget the members of our Broncos family who were taken from us and who were injured. Today and for every day forward, we are all humble Broncos. And we will be forever humble Broncos strong. Coming up later in this episode. If we're being honest here, who hasn't felt like they perhaps zoned out behind the wheel even just for a matter of seconds? Because ultimately that's all it takes to cause a crash like this. Download and subscribe to the This Is Why podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from now. On January 8th, 2019, there was two surprises. First, Jaskarit Sidhu appeared at a Saskatchewan courthouse and pleaded guilty to 29 charges of dangerous driving. On that same day, 18-year-old Lane Matichuk skated again for the first time since the crash that killed 16 of his friends. Just imagine, nine months earlier, he was taken to hospital with severe head and upper body injuries. He spent a month in a coma. In the time that followed, he underwent physiotherapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. But on January 8th, he once again donned a Humboldt Broncos jersey, laced up his skates, and hit the ice. Lane is one of the lucky 13. 13 people that survived that bus crash. Remarkably, one man who was not injured in the crash was Jaskarit Sidhu, the man driving the semi that T-boned the Humboldt Broncos bus. 29-year-old Jaskarit Sidhu, the man behind the wheel of the semi-truck involved in the April 6th bus crash that killed 16 and injured 13 others in the Humboldt Broncos organization. Sidhu has been released on $1,000 cash bail with strict conditions. 
He has a curfew, must be in constant contact with the RCMP. He must reside at his Calgary home and isn't allowed to drive. His passport was also taken away. He's charged with 16 counts of dangerous driving causing death and 13 counts of dangerous driving causing bodily harm. Well, the truck driver Jasker it sings to do, we don't know a lot about him at this point. That's Global News senior digital reporter Ryan Kessler. What we do know is that he was really only working for the trucking company involved for a few weeks and that he had gone through a, a rather brief uh, training period, which of course has led to several other discussions about road safety and everything else. Uh, and, and, and to this day, we haven't heard him speak any anything in court beyond the words, I plead guilty, Your Honor, and, and we only heard that uh, in court in Melfort this week. Uh, so... It's, it's, we're still waiting for details on who he is as a person. Uh, we have heard that there's a great deal of remorse in regards to the specific incident and that he doesn't want to put the families and the survivors of that crash through any more harm. But really, when it, it comes time to get to know uh, Mr. Sidhu, uh, that will likely happen during sentencing. Yeah, you talk about the remorse that he seems to be feeling. Do you think that it's because of that remorse that he pleaded guilty to all charges. I think that surprised a lot of people that he did that. I think a lot of people were surprised, not only by that, but through his lawyer, Sadu said, I don't want this to go to trial. I don't want there to be a plea bargain. His position to me was, I just want to plead guilty. Uh, I, I don't want a plea bargain. I don't want a trial. Mr. Sadu advised me, I don't want to make things any worse. I can't make things any better, but I certainly don't want to make them worse by having a trial. He wanted the families to know that he's devastated by uh, the grief that he's caused them, and he's overwhelmed by the expressions of sympathy uh, and kindness that some of the families and players have uh, expressed to him, in spite of the fact that the grief is entirely his fault, and he's very sorry about that. A lot of people may have suspected that this could be a situation where he pleads guilty in order to strike a deal, because these are very serious charges that he's facing. But he said that he doesn't want any of that through his lawyer. He said, I, essentially, I just want to get this over with for, for first of all, the, the families and the survivors, but it, it seems like also for himself. The charges against him are severe. How long, how long does it look like he could possibly spend in jail if that's what happens? Well, it's hard to say because really there is no precedent for this. There hasn't been a collision of this magnitude that caused so much devastation uh, that I can find virtually anywhere. Uh, what we do know is the maximum sentence for dangerous driving causing death, and he faces 16 counts of that, for each count, the maximum sentence is 14 years in prison. And then for causing bodily harm, of which he faces 13 counts, for each count of that, uh, the maximum sentence would be 10 years in prison. But really, there are a lot of mitigating factors here for the judge to consider, including the early guilty plea, the fact that he does express remorse, um, and, and, and several other factors. And a big part of that will also be victim impact statements that we're going to be hearing during sentencing. What have you heard so far from the families? One of the most prominent voices has been Scott Thomas. He's the father of Evan Thomas, who was one of the younger players on the bus, and, and he died in the crash. Scott, that was probably the closest you've ever been to Sidhu today. Uh, he sat right behind you. What was that like for you today? It was a powerful moment, for sure. And I felt him there. I, I felt him behind me, no question. I, I could feel his presence. 
to be that close, yeah, my heart rate went up for sure. And uh, I'm glad I had the opportunity to be that close to him, to be honest. Did you ever want to speak to him, Scott? Yeah. Yeah, I would. So Scott was sitting in court along with families for two other players that were on last year's edition of the Humboldt Broncos. And Scott said as soon as he heard the words, I would like to plead guilty, uh, he lost his breath for a second. And a member of the media actually touched his hand in that moment. And Scott says that tears started to flow. He called it the best possible outcome and a relief because for him, it's not so much about seeing the penalty that is levied against Jaskarit Sidhu. For him, Scott wanted to see the driver take responsibility and be accountable for his actions. When he said guilty to me, I had my, my closure. If he sends the pay, if he spends 10 years time, it's irrelevant. He was guilty, he acknowledged that. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, he thought it could be a not guilty plea because of the fact that Sadu had recently changed lawyers. The lawyers he is now working with are, are two of the most prominent lawyers in Saskatoon. Scott wanted to see the driver take responsibility, and the Thomas family feels that at this point that he has done that. And for them, they say uh, they've received closure at this time. You know, that's one thing that I found so interesting about the aftermath of this story is on Twitter and on social media, how people have been reacting to the to the driver. You know, often in cases like this, where there has been some tragedy, where young life has been so unfairly taken away, we respond with, with anger and, and outrage, especially on social media of all places. But I've been shocked over the past, almost coming up on a year now, how the response has been not of of sympathy for the driver, but of people saying it was unintentional, his life is forever changed, and if he accepts responsibility for what he's done, we don't necessarily want to see blood. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't cover the opinions of everyone, but that has been a dominant opinion that I've heard on social media. Yeah, and you know what, I would say at this point, the tone really has trended in that direction. I think a lot of people have come to the conclusion that nobody sets out in the morning to get behind the wheel of a vehicle and say, I'm going to cause a crash that's going to harm so many people. For for many, I, I think the, the feeling is sort of that while these actions may have been reckless, these were also not actions of a person that intended to do harm. And, and really, if, if we're being honest here, who hasn't felt like they perhaps zoned out behind the wheel even just for a matter of seconds? Because ultimately, that's all it takes to cause a crash like this. So, Ryan, what's next for this case? When will be the next time that Sadu's in court? And where do we go from here? So, Sadu has waived his right to a trial with his guilty plea. And that means that the next step is sentencing. During sentencing, as I mentioned, the process would basically be sort of an airing out of the facts of the case. Hopefully we can answer all of those unanswered questions about the moments before the crash and, and really dispel some of the sort of the rumors that have obviously circled uh, around since the crash happened. But a big part of it will be the victim impact statements. Uh, there will be likely around 29 for each of the people that was either killed or injured in the crash. You can expect to hear some from, from some families just explaining how incredibly heartbreaking this tragedy has been. And that process typically 
can be done in other cases in a matter of hours. This process can take up to five days for this case just because there's so many people to hear from. So sentencing begins on January 28th. It's scheduled for five days. And at that point, we'll learn Mr. Sidhu's fate. Ryan, I really appreciate you talking to us. Thanks so much. Anytime. So we'll have to wait until January 28th to find out if Jaskarat Singh Sidhu will spend the rest of his life behind bars. Dangerous driving, causing death, carries a maximum sentence of 14 years, while dangerous driving, causing bodily harm, has a maximum sentence of 10 years. Sidhu pleaded guilty to 29 charges. And you can expect to keep hearing about the Humboldt Broncos bus crash and related court cases through 2019. The director of the trucking company that Singh worked for is also facing charges, eight charges related to non-compliance with federal and provincial safety regulations. This is Why is produced by John O'Dowd and me, Nikki Reitmeyer. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from. Give us a rating and a review. Tell your friends about the show. We're on Twitter at This Is Why. And you can always send us an email. This is why at CuriousCast.ca. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.